Okay, the fix is in. Well, <laughs> it's election day, midterms. You probably voted, I have. The red wave is expected. Some got up early this morning, saw the red moon, the blood moon. And of course, there's a correlation there. It's either a coincidence or providence, or both. Some might say there's no connection, but it sure is convenient, right? And yet we're hearing about anomalies. Not only anomalies, we're hearing about gross negligence around the country, and the polls haven't even closed yet. They've opened, and yet there's problems. And a lot of the problems are in the same places where there were problems in the 2020 election. These problems have been pointed out ad nauseum for two years in political conversations, in all kinds of negotiations, in analytical presentations, in a lot of argumentation. So there is no excuse that those that had been elected and trusted with the leverage of legislative power by the people, their constituencies, did not or have not or will not fix the issues. And the issues are many. They're not just one thing. Let me read a scripture. You know, this is the prophetic angle. And this is, of course, not connected exactly with what I'm talking about. But the concept of overlooking faults and overlooking irregularities and overlooking mishaps or mistakes or even incompetency and maybe sometimes blatant wrong when there's ignorance that has drowned or diluted people is something that even God did according to this passage in Acts 17. And it's when Paul is going through the city and finding all the altars to the various gods and even the altar to the unknown God and all the shrines. And then he gets up on Mars Hill and begins to talk to them in a rational manner about their philosophies and their conclusions about deity. And so we find if we drop to verse 30, that the Bible says, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked. In the King James Version, this is the New King James Version. In the King James Version, it says, God once winked at ignorance. Here it says, the times of ignorance God overlooked. So when we think of wink, we, we almost think of somebody approving. That's not what it's saying. It's saying, times of ignorance God overlooked. So in other words, uh, I guess you would have the picture of someone closing their eyes briefly, a wink. It means he overlooked. Um, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. In other words, 
the knowledge of truth has been presented, proclaimed, and spread in the first century church of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus himself came, God in the flesh, and so now there is no excuse. The types and shadows are fulfilled in this man. He was raised from the dead, and now the Holy Spirit's been sent, and these men are giving witness of this truth, so there's no longer any excuse, right? God's not overlooking uh, the same things that he tolerated when i say tolerated he didn't really put up with it but he had a lot of grace a lot of mercy a lot of forbearance and i know that we could talk about individual cases and make maybe say well i don't see it in this case but we're talking about generally speaking he um he didn't just zap everybody dead because they were worshiping false gods there was a time of possible um, repentance in the economy of that day. But now those economies, some people call them dispensations, have given way to the time when the gospel is now apparent and evident and obvious and ready to be received by whoever. So he commands it men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained, which is Jesus Christ. He's given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. So even then they keep, keep it up. The mockers will keep mocking. Hmm. Read Psalm 2. While others said, we will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined him and believed, thank God, among them were Dionysius, <laughs> the Arapagite, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Okay, so the point from this particular passage that I want to connect with what I'm speaking about today where there's no excuse is that before uh, 2020 there were there were those that were trying to point out that there were discrepancies in the voting systems of our country but most of it was ignored or marginalized or in the peripheral um, conversations but once the election of 2020 happened, from then till now, there has been an outcry with educated, um, fervent, studious researchers, people that um, dig and find receipts of the various ways that the election was fraudulent in 2020. And it has been available and even presented in legal fashion. Not so much in courts, because a lot of times the courts themselves were corrupt. But it has been sent by letters, legal, legal documentation, um, communications, etc. To people with clout and power and so forth. In uh, state legislatures, state governments, like governors, like secretaries of state, 
and so on. And not only in the state, but in the counties, and so uh, the, the more local uh, municipalities, etc. Okay? So there is no excuse for what's going on today. And while I don't expect there to be any really bad problems in Indiana that would affect the national election or even the state election, that's what I don't expect. But some of these states and counties that we're hearing about are some of the same ones we heard about in 2020, like Maricopa County, for instance, in Arizona, Phoenix, basically. And the fact that these machines are not working, the fact that they're having to go around the, uh, you know, some are voting one way, some are voting another, not because they didn't expect to do it the same way, but because the malfunctioning of these machines and so forth. And then, of course, the preface that has led up to this of how it's going to take days to find out who won certain elections. And that may be the case. There's going to be some wrangling. There's going to be some wrestling. There's going to be some arguing. There's going to be some protesting. There's going to be some corruption that's revealed. There's going to be some arrests. There's going to be some arrests. There's going to be some altercations. It's not going to be pretty. But I believe there's going to be enough red wave to wash ashore and bring forth the opportunity to purge and cleanse our voting systems, the voting rolls that have dead people on them, people that have moved. Um, sometimes more people vote than are on the rolls, or not that are on the rolls, that are eligible to vote. All, all these uh, records that are supposed to jibe you know, when compared, statistics, these statistical anomalies that are rampant, that show there's obviously something wrong that should have been fixed. And I don't care if it's a Republican. If the Republicans didn't stand up, rhinos though they may be, and raise their voice and not let this happen again to the people then they should be voted out of office. Unless there's some plan to wait for a certain thing to happen, which I'm not even getting into in this particular podcast, except to say that, you know, there is this thought that there's behind the scenes, there's this plan that would ultimately bring a transition and bring uh, Trump back before 2024. And... Uh, you know, you might have heard of devolution. Uh, not devolution, but devolution with an O. Anyway, without getting into all that, there's no excuse for this. So let's watch, let's pray, let's rejoice, let's continue to make the effort to push forward. But let's not get complacent, folks. Pray, vote, speak. Um, you know, don't, don't act like uh, the devil. 
Don't act like the enemy, but be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Be or innocent as doves is what one translation says. Be vigilant, be sober, for your adversary the devil goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the truth. We've got to stand up. We've got to continue to persevere, and we can't give up. So I want you to know that when the results start coming in, you're going to be happy, and then you're going to be dismayed, and then you're going to be sad, and then you're going to be mad about some things. Overall, I believe tomorrow, for the most part, you will have reason to believe that there has been, is a red wave, but there's also going to be plenty of opportunity for the enemy to continue to stir up mischief. So don't give up. And just because you live in Indiana or a state where there doesn't seem to be that much problem, let's pray for these other places like Arizona, like New Jersey, I'm hearing about Michigan now. I even heard about Temple, Texas, by the way. Wow, how about that? So there's no excuse, and we're not winking at the ignorance. We're not overlooking um, this as if there was ignorance, because even if there's ignorance, it's almost like there's willful ignorance, and God will not tolerate willful ignorance any longer, and we can't tolerate willful ignorance either. In the name of Jesus, Lord, open the eyes of those that are seeking you and let them stand in the gap and make up the hedge and let this day, not this 24-hour period only, but this day, this time, be a time of turnaround as we persevere towards the end of this year through the next couple of months. Let us see great victories in the hand of God manifested against the backdrop of corruption and the spewing of the volcanic ash from the pits and bowels of hell that continues. But greater is our God, and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to The Prophetic Angle.